Hi, I'm Matt Kierkegaard and welcome to another in our special editions of Radio Brews News recorded live at the recent BrewCon 19. Thanks to Bintani, we were able to take Radio Brews News to BrewCon and capture a little of what was on offer to those who were lucky enough to get to Australian Craft Brewing's annual conference and trade show. In this episode, we chat with Colonial Brewing's Marketing and Communication Manager, Jenna Godley. Jenna has had an extensive experience in sponsorship and communications and has brought that background to her work at Colonial. As smaller breweries strive to stand out from the crowd, innovative sponsorships are increasingly how they are doing it. Colonial was one of the first small breweries to partner with a major football team when they teamed up with Essendon. Jenna was on a BrewCon panel sharing insights and strategies from the sports business world that can be applied and replicated for breweries in the craft beer industry. I catch up with Jenna to dig a little bit deeper on the topic, and as you'll see, Jenna knows her stuff, and this chat is a must for anyone responsible for building their business's brand through partnerships. I hope you'll enjoy our chat. Jenna Godley, welcome to Radio Brews News. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us a little bit about your role with Colonial. Uh, I'm the Marketing Communication Manager um, at Colonial and I think that, you know, top line, that's what it is, but, you know, being able to build a brand from the ground up with a very small team has been really exciting. And that's one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk to you about. Brewcon, uh, you know, a lot of technical stuff about beer, fermentation, malt, yeast, all of those sorts of things. There is also a a focus on the the business side of it. And I was quite fascinated that your presentation here was, and the crowd goes wild, um, and it was looking at um, the the, the, the sporting connections uh, with with the brewing industry. And that's something that Colonial was one of the first to have a... Yeah, we were the first independent craft brewery to uh, enter the AFL. So it was really exciting. Yeah, and and so I wanted to find out a little bit about the process behind that. But first... Tell us a little bit about your career journey that, that that led you to work for Colonial because you've got a background in the footy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> background in sport, background in footy. Um, I have had a bit of a diverse background, to be honest. Um, I've worked in Clubland, so I've worked for both uh, Western Bulldogs and St Kilda Football Club in the past. I, I thought so. Clubland, I sort of thought that was kind of like nightclub. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Never a hospo girl, actually. <laughs> um, so unlike many in the craft brewing scene, I'm not a hospo girl. Um, so yeah, worked for both St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs in their um, business development and sponsorship teams. Um, then I went on to work for Toyota, Looking, looking after their AFL and cricket um, sponsorship accounts, um, which exposed me to a lot about AFL and a lot about partnerships in sport. Um, then I needed a bit of break in sport, to be honest. Um, I'd been in it for such a long time and I felt like I knew it like the back of my hand. Um, an opportunity came up at Channel 7 um, for reality TV. So it was really early days in reality TV when your My Kitchen rules, house rules... Uh, X Factor had only just started. Um, so I was quite lucky to work with uh, producers on integration, um, which came so with my So that's kind background. of like the native content where, yeah, you yep. know, if it's My Kitchen Rules, you sort of see a packet of white wings on the Correct. bench. Is that okay? Yes. Yep. So writing in that content because um, it was a new way of advertising, uh, obviously for media and for TV. So um, learning about that. Um, and then the Channel 7 got the AFL rights. Uh, whilst I was there and luckily for me had to go back into sport a little bit and help with their um, you know how they put together their packages to on sell um, 
And yeah, I kind of, I looked at that and I loved sport and I loved integration, but I felt like uh, where my value would be would to enter into a brand and kind of help it grow from the ground up. Um, And in my past, I had had a connection to Colonial Brewing Company um, along my travels and they decided that they wanted... Was that through football? Yeah, through football, just through networking, to be honest. Um, And yeah, then they decided to bring the brand across to Melbourne and they wanted someone to help um, pull that together. So I was really lucky to get that phone call and I thought, why not do something completely different um, and jump on board? So that happened three and a half years ago. Now, was that because Colonial was the first independent brewery to have a partnership with the, an AFL team? Yep. Was that at your instigation or did you engineer that? Uh, or was a that- little bit, yeah. I, suppose, I, I don't like to say that because we're such a really small team and everyone um, is really imperative and really important to every decision that we make. But it um, came after your it, arrival? No, no, no. We did. I, I put it together um, because I saw the opportunity when CUB relinquished the AFL rights deal. So CUB used to own the rights to every single club. Um, and it was actually really different for people in clubs too. You never had to do anything um, – you know, CUB got a certain amount of money from the AFL and you only had to give them a few player appearances and that was all. Um, but from someone coming from partnerships and how to extend brands into um, spaces like sporting clubs, this was a really important and a really good opportunity um, for us to show and close the gap between CUB um, and AFL. AFL being, you know, nearly a religion in Australia, it was perfect for us for Australian-owned brand. Um, so we saw the opportunity to put our hands up and say, you know what, let's be the first independent craft brewery um, to go into that mainstream and go into the AFL and, and show them that it can be done without big dollars. Was there any thinking at the time, because one of the recurring themes in these in these chats we have as craft beer matures is, you know, 15 years ago, it was bootstrapping breweries, it was garage band um, type stuff, and you were small, you were independent, you were traditional, and things like advertising, you know, TV advertising or sponsorship rights were a hallmark of the big brewery. And uh, where I'm from in Queensland, I think it was Forex, I I think it was Frank Burnett, who was the head of Castlemaine Perkins in the day, used to say, um, if it moves, sponsor it. If it doesn't, slap a banner on it, basically, (laughs) was was their approach to sponsor. So every bowls club had Forex, uh, you know, everywhere. And so sponsorship came to be associated with big brands, which was the antithesis of uh, craft brewing. But we have seen small breweries start to play in that space. And was there any discussion at the time that you were the first uh, brewery to work with an AFL club? Is this going to help us or harm us? Um, I think for me, I coming into the role and having a sponsorship background, um, I saw it as an opportunity for us to grow a little bit quicker, but there is risk involved. Um, I think for us is that I was looking at sponsorships, not only with Essendon Football Club, but also Mushroom Records, where we do the after hours. I was looking at how do we get into the Melbourne market, into the Melbourne scene um, and talk to these people who are already passionate about something. Um, So instead of starting from the ground up and, you know, yes, we're telling our story, but we're telling our story to an engaged, an already engaged market. Um, You know, who we align with is really important as well. We want to make sure that our values and, you know, who we are as a brand is also aligned to these people. So I think um, for me coming into craft beer, 
I probably see it through a different lens, um, I think, which can be good and bad. I think sometimes I say it to the brewers and they're like, oh, gosh, no, you know, like I don't want to do it that way. But, you know, risk for reward a little bit. Um, you know, I, I kind of saw it and go, I didn't have a big budget. I don't have a big marketing budget. So every single dollar counts. Um, and when you're an infancy brand in Melbourne, um, you know, how do I enter in the market, make some noise, um, you know, in a strategic way? And so it was... Um, um, yeah, it, can, it was definitely a risk and, you know, there's a few hurdles that we've, we've come across along the way. Um, but I think long term, it, it, it's been, you know, it's it's made us really topical and that was really important for us. Like, you know, they might may be talking, it puts us in the market to be talked about and that's half of the battle for us. How important is it to be sympathetic to the product when you're looking at a um, sponsorship? And, I, and here I'm thinking one of the accusations against the, the big brewers um, in their marketing teams is, you know, you've, you've got somebody that one day they're working for Procter & Gamble just sort of flogging shaving cream and the next day they're just flogging beer and it's just FMCG and you're moving units. In craft beer, you have to be a little bit more sympathetic to the to the product. It's not just moving units. Definitely. How important was that when you came to sort of approach the uh, sponsorship? It was really important. Um, I think the product and being, for me, I knew the product was great and the biggest thing for me was to get people to drink the product and celebrate, you know, the locals that are making that product as well. So, um, you know, that forms a huge part. You, you want someone to drink it and keep drinking it and trust your brand. You know, I can scream to the high hills about a brand, but if they try it and they don't like it, then they're never, they're never coming back. So, um, you know, understanding the consumer, I had looked at the consumer that we were about to talk to, um, you know, in that sponsorship, in the Essendon sponsorship, in the music festivals and the like, um, and I knew that our product would would resonate with them. It was just closing that gap of instead of a consumer going into a, you know, um, a bottle shop and going, I might try this, it's getting it in their hand and because I knew that as soon as they tasted the product that they were going to be ongoing supporters of Colonial and that's exactly what's happened. So it's, you know, there's these big things about craft being those big bold beers and people are quite you know there's that perception that people don't want to try them you know we're that uncomplicated craft brewery um and so I felt that the product that Ash will you know Chris and the team have made you know needed to be tried by more than just the small brewery community um and that's the way that I did it is by you know connecting connecting our great product with something that the supporters like the Essendon Football Club they're loyal they're trusting we put our product in something that they're trusting like in a brand that they're trusting they're trying our product and become advocates so you know it's really important that the product's great and I knew that it was um so I wasn't worried about it. I was actually really excited about it. And how important is the team that you sponsor? You know, because you've got a a can that is plastered with the Essendon livery. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it's going to appeal to fans. Maybe if you sponsored Collingwood, for example, like it'd appeal to the Collingwood fan, but you're going to upset it. No one else is going to want to drink Collingwood because they're a polarising team. Yes. Was it important that Essendon was a team that you had a fan base but then people didn't hate them or um... yeah definitely I think that um there 
in terms of teams themselves in the AFL, a lot of them still have CUB deals. So there's a not, you know, a whole lot of clubs that you can connect with. When we looked at Essendon, um, there was an internal, I think it's about 80% of people who work at Colonial Brewing um, are Essendon supporters as well. Okay. So there is that passion that already lies there. I think it's really That's important to have the team. passion in the brewing team as well as the external passion. Yeah. Um, so when choosing a team, definitely they've got a really engaged database as well. You know, a lot of people have said to us that they've been through some rough times and we completely understand that. But if you look at that time, their membership has grown and grown and grown and grown. And that just shows that there's a real strong loyalty with that team, um, you know, a com- camaraderie in that team as well. Um, and they're two pillars of our brand too. So, you know, they're coming out the other side. We've had a lot of fun with them. Um, and because it's a passion inside the brewery, um, it just leads to everyone coming together and driving some really great innovations. But are you limiting your market by appealing to Essendon supporters? Will, will other um, people, non-Essendon supporters, walk and go, I might give that beer a try or do they not want the opposing team's brand in their hand? I think the good thing for us is, yeah, it creates conversation because some people will say, why don't you know, they'll talk about Essendon and they don't bag for Essendon, um, but it creates conversation about our beer because they don't talk about Essendon but then they want to know who was the brewery that actually made that product okay. for them. Um, and then a lo- we found that, especially online, that a lot of other supporters are saying things like, why can't our team make a beer for me? So, you know, it's actually created positive conversation. There was that risk of, you know, polarising and having a really, really small market. Um, but for us, we've actually gone the other way and created broader conversation of how do football clubs become more innovative? Um, you know, how do they connect with their fans? in a different way Um, and on the other side is you know they're talking about the liquid our Essendon supporters are talking about the liquid and how good it is Um, and they will say to them you know you don't have to buy it in a bomber's bombers can you can actually get the pale ale or the draft that doesn't have that okay you know that that branding on it um so they have nearly become like mini ambassadors for the footy community for us um so it's gone the other way which is really exciting so if you're Jenna Godley, um, representing uh, a brewery, you've got a local football club um, that you want to, how do you, what's the first thing that you say to them in terms of opening up a potential negotiation? Um, Where is the um, equity trade um, between the two brands? Uh, For local is obviously quite different to that big commercial. Um, Local for us is really important, especially down in Port Melbourne. We support and sponsor the Port Melbourne Football Club as well. Um, You know, community is really important. And so opening up those doors to say to them, let's, let's, we want to support you, you're you know, you're down the road, you're a part of our community. Um, That's the first conversation that we have with them. Um, We start with contra deals. We start with them, you know, hosting them with events at the brewery. We start with getting them familiar with our product. Uh, We don't want to sponsor anyone that doesn't really love our brand either. You know, we need, we want people who love our brand, who talk about our brand and we'll do the same. So it's, you know, opening those, those doors, finding out about them, finding out about, you know, Port Melbourne Football Club or the local sporting club down the road um, you know what they need to achieve and then looking at our product and going how can we help you achieve that how you know we've got beer everyone loves beer what can we do to help you when you move on to to the sponsorship is it 
a cash payment to, to the you know, no, I'm not sure how far you're willing to sort of talk <laughs> about this in terms of getting away IP, yeah. but is, is it a, um, a brand in hand arrangement as we've seen Gage Roads uh, yeah. famously do where they provide beer pretty much at cost knowing that they're getting brand in hand? Yeah. Or is it a case of we'll pay you money and you let us use your IP on our cans? Yeah. How, how does, what are the mechanics there? Um, in the local ones, it's more a concha deal, so can in hand, yep. um, and then they can generate money by selling our product um, at their stores. And another way to look at it um, is that we can provide, say we provide um, a free event at our brewery so then they don't have to pay for you know a presentation night or the like yep. so it's saving the money in other ways so it's it's more product driven um and it's more venue driven um the other ways to look at it is we've given them um some of them some raffle items uh we give them for free and then they can say sell the raffle tickets so it's another revenue stream outside of just selling beer um where they go and sell the raffle tickets they take all the revenue of those raffle tickets they get a full database of people as well so then we can data share that um so you've just got to think a little bit more outside the box on how you can utilize your product to um benefit the club but not shell out a whole lot of cash and how does colonial leverage um from that sponsorship in a broader sense yourselves is it limited to to that little area you know you've got the conversations that start around the football community or are you able to leverage more broadly off that or is those wider marketing things a completely separate strategy no i think any sponsor that you any sponsorship that you do it's really important to prime it um you know you're never going to get um the full return on a sponsorship unless you put more into it um you know retargeting and talking to these consumers is really important you know it's one thing to give them product and then walk away but then they've got no emotional connection to the brand they've got no story to the brand there's no reason why they're going to come back so you know marketing and priming around it is is you know a really imperative part um one of the things that i say is that it's not us telling you about the beer it's about us being part of your story and part of your lifestyle and then you tell us how the beer connected to you um and so we we do prime it through a lot of digital and online um online advertising as well well i don't really like to use the word advertising but targeting is probably the best the best way to put it Yep. Was there any blowback? You know, we see, I remember very famously CUB sponsored the Fosters Melbourne Cup and there was a mm-hmm. huge uh, blowback against that in a lot of ways because suddenly you commercialising something that was everybody's. Are football fans used to the commercial arrangements that exist in football teams or is there a little bit of blowback or this is our team and you're sort of sponsoring us? I think that... Um Football teams are used to it. They're they're used to having commercial agreements. The difference in our approach to, I think, some others is that um, we want to be part of their passion, um, part of their loyalty to a club. You know, football clubs especially, it's a part of their everyday living. Um, You know, if you're a brand that, and a, a commercial brand that, you know, just sponsors to sponsor, just to, you know, scream about your name and not have a connection. I think that's where the blowback is. Um, but a lot of, especially sports supporters, they, they're they used to it, but I think that they connect better to those that aren't, you know, throwing it down their throat, that actually want to be part of it for the right reasons. You've just presented at Brucon um, with, with a panel that includes um, Danielle from Two Birds, and they've gone a, a very different way with their, you know, so, so their branding Trailblazer. was Trailblazer. Um, yep. 
Two Birds, Australia's first uh, female-owned brewery, which was a, a nice alignment. Is w- Was there a thematic alignment between Colonial and Essendon or Colonial and the football that saw just a natural uh, synergy there? Yeah, um, I think when we looked at the pillars of our brand, lifestyle was one of them and football is part of everyone's lifestyle, especially in Australia. Um, We actually started um, aligning ourselves with the Western Bulldogs, it was originally. So we did the um, Witten Oval AFL Grand Final in 2016 um, and then went on to do their uh, VFL teams at the Western Bulldogs um, and then they started their AFL women's side, uh, which we did. It was just a non-commercial agreement. Um, it was just through um, my relationships with them at that time. Okay. Um, so as we were just kind of working with them and helping them out and, and um, you know, bringing Witten Oval to life, that's where we turned around and went, hang on a minute, this can actually work. Um, there is an opportunity in AFL and there is an opportunity for us to, to go bigger with this. Um, and then that's where the the Western Bulldogs said they have a real localised strategy um, and that's where Two Birds came into it. And for us, it's really important for independent craft breweries to work together and really shine on a bigger stage. And so for the Western Bulldogs to align with True Birds and then us to align with Essendon because we had an existing relationship through our MD, um, it was a really exciting time to actually show that the smaller craft breweries can be in this big space and close the gap. Smaller craft breweries that maybe don't have the the, the, the reach and resources of a colonial, mm-hmm. um, can they think smaller Uh, but achieve the same effect within their local community? Definitely. I think that um, it's just... It's networking. Networking is really important. Being involved in your local community is really important. Um, you know, speaking to the, the people in your local community, the ones that are going to be advocates for you um, and they're going to scream the loudest for you and they're for free. So, you know, go down the street, have a chat to your local football club, see what you can do, utilise your beer and your product, which is the lowest cost um, association to you and see how you can turn it into a small agreement, which, you know, when you're down there, football clubs are like family. There's a lot of business people down there. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that you can talk to. It's, you know, there'd be a lot of marketers there too. If you don't, if you don't have a marketing arm, go down to your local footy club, get a connection with them and see if there is someone that is willing to help you because local community is actually really special in helping grow the local community. Um, and so I definitely encourage that. And, and I guess football clubs are very loyal. You, know, you have a loyalty to a football club and if you are considered part of the team, you're going to benefit from some of that loyalty. And if, if it is a contra deal, giving beer to the, to the club that has value to them, it's cheaper to you than and probably generating more loyalty than a billboard Definitely. somewhere else. It's really taking that experience off the field and extending it. Um, you know, I think the, the, the beauty about beer is that beer is there for all the moments that you remember. You know, the celebrations, um, all of the sad, the commiserations if you've lost a grand final. Um, all of those moments generally have a beer associated, even if it's, you know, a dad standing watching their son, you know, in an under-18s, you know, 
play their first game. There's a moment associated to a lot of things that beer can be connected to. So it's a real emotional connection and it's being it's it's understanding that you do have a product that people are already drinking and already have an association to. So it's just how do I become part of their story? How do I, you know, have that community engagement, slip into that story and actually share a moment is probably what's really important. Um in the local community. There's a politic, uh, a current political dimension to that as well with sort of uh, ABAC, you know, with um, uh, a lot of anti-alcohol campaigning, yes, wanting to break that connection, that very natural, very Australian, very traditional, you celebrate with a beer, you commiserate with a beer, and we're being told now that's a bad thing. Is that something that market, marketers need to be wary of in, in the way that they position their sponsorship? Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know... You do have to be aware of everything going on around you. Um, you know, having having those you know zero alcohol beers, um, they're really interesting. But you know, they're a part of the market now. So I think for us, it's it's how you message it and the words that you use. It's it's not you know to celebrate and drink till. 3am in the morning it's it's Cheers to have a one. moment together don't be um, it's, exactly it's all about a moment that you're connecting with so um it's really important to use the right language it's really important to think about your positioning and it's really important to remember why you're there you know you're there to celebrate that moment of either winning a game or that moment of that barbecue that you've got everyone over to your house for the very first time um you know it's not actually talking about you know this beer is a beer that you can drink 10 of and still be standing other than it's a, unless it's a small owl. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, you've been incredibly uh, uh, generous with your insights and uh, and your experience. So, uh, excuse the pun, but we'll uh, give you a free kick for Colonial. Oh, um, what, what, what have you guys got coming up uh, that, that uh, consumers and uh, the industry should be looking out for? Uh, we've got a few exciting things. We've got um, summers really exciting for us in terms of actually partnerships and collaborations and things that it's we've been working on. the end of the football season on. and things are going to get bigger for you. It's the end of the footy season. So um, we have a partnership with Mushroom Records, um, which is going really well. Um, it's after hours, so it's bringing some quite big acts to the local community. So that will that will remain. We just had the last one being the Teskey Brothers, um, which is really exciting. They're quite big. They, uh, for those who don't know them, they're quite big, <laughs> but we had the Rubens and the Teskey Brothers. Okay. Um, and another Another thing that we've been really looking at is more that local community. So, um, you know, we are, it's festival season. So we're connecting with a few different uh, music festivals, both big and small, um, you know, probably looking at cricket as well, uh, keeping on that sports strategy, um, not as big as what we can do with Essendon, but those lower tier levels as well. Um, and yeah, there might be a nice new beer coming out every now and then, but uh it, it sounds like it's Stay be, tuned. It sounds like oh, you're looking nervously across us <laughs> to see how much you can say. Uh, um, and it sounds like it's a very busy times for Jenna Godley anyway. It is. It's it's always a busy time. And with our brewery growing and our new brew house in, um, that's a whole other story outside of uh, collaborations. But, you know, there's it's... It's really exciting times ahead for Colonial. Oh, I'm excited to be on board. Thank you very much for giving up a part of your BrewCon 19 a day to talk a little bit about sponsorship with Radio Brews News. No problem. Thank you for having me, Matt. And that was Jenna Godley. Our coverage of BrewCon 19 was made possible by Bintani, who are not only providing brewers with the finest ingredients, they're giving us the opportunity to bring you the finest guests live. 
Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show, either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at brewsnews.com.au. 